1: This show is supported entirely by its listeners on Patreon. You can support it too at patreon.com slash Club, and the link is of course in the show notes. It takes two minutes and it helps a lot. Hey everyone and welcome to The Filius Club. This is episode 106. It's a special about gun owners and what they think and it's March 2018. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phileas Club. This is a show where we usually get people from different parts of the world together and discuss the news from the past month or so. And uh, every other episode, well, actually, every middle of the month, we try to do a special where we talk about a specific topic. It might be a specific uh country or a specific uh, context background from someone. And today we have uh, three different people who are here to talk about gun. I don't want to say gun control, but uh, I want to say gun ownership and the feelings that come with those gun ownership slash gun friendliness. My name is Patrick Beja and let me introduce the panel to you. First of all, we have uh, Brian who's been on the show before. He's a proud gun owner from las vegas so you're pretty much the caricature of the uh, gun friendly american right brian yes i'm all for gun friendliness <laughs> how are you doing i'm good how are you I'm good. I'm good. I always tell that uh, story. But uh, you're the one who got me to shoot my first gun when we were visiting Vegas. You took uh, my wife and me and a couple of other people to a shooting range. Oh, it was Salt Lake. You're right. You're right. Um, To a shooting range. And uh, we shot guns. And that was an experience. Yeah, you did pretty good. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, We also have two uh, listeners who – a number of people sent us messages um, through, you know, uh, after the last episode where we talk about, uh, obviously, the issues that – the um, massacre at uh, Parkland in Florida, and it was not an easy topic. I don't think we're going to try to stay away from um, specific issues of, like, uh, uh, violence in this episode, but we're going to try to uh, cover the, the, the topic in a more general sense and maybe hear from people who are um, gun owners or, as I said, gun-friendly themselves. Uh, I chose two messages and two people who I thought were um, who were making interesting points. Uh, one of them was Jason. Uh, Jason, you, you wrote to me, and uh, you are actually from uh, texas right so another basically gun slinging american caricature
2: yeah the perfect caricature
1: <laughs> i'll get back to each one of you too f- so you can tell us uh, a little bit more about yourselves um, in a little bit uh, but f- lastly i want to welcome jeff as well who is not from texas or las vegas or a super gun-friendly place but you did tell me that you grew up in an environment that was very gun-friendly. Um, and we'll get into that. How are you doing, Jeff?
0: Oh, I'm doing good. And I'm currently living in a very gun-friendly state.
1: Okay. Where are Tennessee. You? Tennessee. All right. Uh, I would love to make a you know caricature of the accent of Tennessee, but I'm not going to try it <laughs> because that would be too ridiculous. <laughs> um, all right. So first of all, let's introduce each of you. Um, maybe let's start with brian can you tell us where you're coming from i mean you know what context you're evolving in i know you're proud republican um right and that's just a side note i don't think it it well i guess yes it does matter in the context of the show uh tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with guns so we understand where you're coming from okay
3: um my dad's from texas he was born and raised on a ranch so i was shooting when i was five years old um just a twenty two uh, I got my first rifle when I was seven um I've been in the army I've been law enforcement and I am currently a owner of a security company, so that's where I'm coming from on guns
1: all right and uh you are as i mentioned uh a gun owner you have um you carry a gun with you right correct right yes on on your person yes all right for work yeah yeah, yeah. For work, do you but do you not carry it when you 're not at work? I do at times, okay. yeah all right um so that's that's Brian, uh, what about you, Jason?
2: Um, I grew up in Texas, I was raised in a family that did have some guns, mostly for hunting or target shooting, so I was always exposed to it as a kid i didn 't get any of my own until I was an adult um, i don 't own anything very exotic, just some. You know, a shotgun for a little bit of hunting. I don't consider myself an avid hunter, but I do occasionally go. And a couple of handguns that have been used for target shooting.
1: Okay, so do you own you own guns yourself, as you were saying. And do you carry them with you when you're no. walking around? No. I, okay. I could, but no. Okay. And finally, uh, oh, do you mind telling us your political affiliation? You don't have to.
2: I'd consider myself pretty moderate.
1: Okay. So moderate on, like, centrist? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff, what about yourself? Uh, you were telling me you're not a gun owner yourself,
0: right? Correct. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, when I was growing up uh, as a kid, I was in Boy Scouts. Um, so at camp every year I would shoot. Uh, had a BB gun because uh, we had woods and stuff out. Behind the house where I grew up in uh, Missouri, in rural Missouri, uh, I would go hunting uh, with friends uh, out on the farm that they had, uh, usually just uh, quail hunting. Um, I got family members that uh, that have guns. I got uh, close friends that have concealed carry permits. Um, uh, I got a fr- another friend that uh, likes collecting uh like World War II memorabilia, so uh, World War II weapons, that kind of thing. So,
1: okay. all right. Um, and what about again? You don't have to say anything, but your political affiliation.
0: Um, I tend to be fall on the conservative side. Um, I have voted for Democrats and Republicans, but say like in in East Tennessee, uh, Democrats here aren't like California Democrats. Okay. (laughs) That's an
1: interesting way of saying it. Um, All right. So I'm going to say a little bit about myself as well. Um, So as Many people probably know I'm, I grew up in France. I wasn't born there, but, uh, got there very, uh, early in my life. And in France, we don't have a lot of, uh, gun friendliness. However, I'm gonna get into it in a minute. Things might not be as different, um, or as radical as people might think. So, um, I have never owned a gun. I have shot a gun. Uh, once with brian as we recollected just now and uh i didn't particularly enjoy it but um it wasn't like oh my god i'm never touching a gun again it's just well i i can live without this in my life but that's where i'm coming from and as we mentioned in the previous episode um the general attitude towards um guns and the uh, the 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 how can we, can I say it? The reactions to gun legislation proposals and uh, in the US seen from Europe is usually one of disbelief because we don't understand how things end up being the way they end up being. Um, that being said, I'm going to get into my uh, beliefs about gun control, which I made pretty clear I think last time. But um, the Or my relationship with those questions. Um, And I think a good place to start is to say how things work in France. And it's absolutely not the case that people don't have guns in France. And I think that's the case in most European countries, which might be surprising to some of the listeners uh, from the U.S., we have hunting weapons pretty much everywhere. There's a lot of hunters in France. Um, there's a hunter party. It's not a big party, but there's still one politically. Um, and you don't even need a, a special permit to own a hunting rifle. Um, there are like four different categories of, of guns in uh, in France and hunting weapons, you just need to say that you own it. Like you need to declare it, but that's it. You go to the uh, police office and you you're like, "Hey, I have a, a, a hunting weapon or a shooting range weapon, not a handgun, but like a smaller, probably a 22 caliber one." Um, and you just declare it, and that's fine. You don't need a special permit, nothing like that. You can own a handgun, like a real actual gun. Um, you just need an authorization from uh, the police, uh, the prefecture. Is that how you say it in English? I'm yeah. not sure. Okay. Yeah. The prefecture. So you need an authorization. So they probably check for your, um, you know, your, your uh, criminal record, stuff like that. You get the authorization. You buy the gun within uh, three months and you can own it at home. Uh, there's a limit with the number of uh, ammunition rounds you can buy a- in one go, and you can't carry it with you. But that's pretty much the the limitation. You can just have it if you have the authorization, and pretty much anyone can get the authorization unless it's clear that you shouldn't have it. But it's still you required to get you're required to get the authorization. The last category is like. Um, uh, war weapons is how we call them and that you can't get it's probably things like assault rifles and uh i don't know a bazooka or you know something like that (laughs) that you just can't own and uh i think that represents pretty much where i'm coming from on gun laws it's it seems like a reasonable way of doing things to me um so i'm sure it would seem too restrictive to uh, many people in the audience but i'm not I'm not saying um, you should just not be able to buy a gun ever for any reason, right? So, as I said, you get an authorization from the prefecture, and you can just own the gun at home. You can't carry it with you, but it's like it's not. No one should ever own a gun any anywhere in the country. And as I said, hunting weapons and uh, shooting range specific weapons are just you just need to say hey I have this gun whatever you don't even need to ask the permission to buy it you just buy it and declare it um so that is where I'm coming from on on guns and I'm curious to hear maybe let's start with uh with Jason what do you think of uh, the current situation, you know, in your surrounding? What, what Give us a picture of what people around you and maybe yourself think about how guns are uh, being handled in the U.S. currently.
2: Um, I think most people around here are fairly comfortable with the idea of guns. Um, I don't, you know, I don't see people who view it as uh, something foreign or something to just be afraid of. I do see more and more frustration with The, you know, shootings that make a big a big splash in the news. People aren't I think people are considering things that they haven't considered in the past. Um, At least that's what I'm seeing from friends of mine who have never been vocal about it before. When Um, you say
1: frustration with these these types of news um so first there there have been news like this for forever but um before actually before i get into that when you say they're comfortable with guns they don't have a problem with people carrying guns on their person and going to the coffee house that's that's what you like you go to starbucks with a a, you know a beretta in your holder in on in on your belt that's okay for people around you
2: um i think that would i don't think everyone is super comfortable with that but in general in texas people if they do have a gun it's concealed so you wouldn't see it anyway okay um but no i mean there's people who don't feel comfortable with that and don't really love it and there are to be clear there are restrictions for if you wanted to carry a gun you're not just allowed to carry it wherever you want you're not allowed to carry it on any sort of government property which means post offices school property hospitals um, private establishments are allowed to publish a certain notice near their entrances that say that g- carrying a gun is prohibited. Um, do you anywhere see that, that serves- Do I see it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay.
1: And how um, do people react to that? Like, if if you see more and more, are people starting to say, "Hey, you know, I'm not super happy with the fact that I can't carry my gun anywhere nowadays." Is that? Do you ever hear things like that?
2: Or I think the only time I hear about it. Like, people who don't have a concealed handgun license, which is something extra you have to get here, it has its own requirements and training, and you have to do a a quick shooting test and things like that. So only the people who have gone through that process and paid the fees for it and are licensed to carry it on themselves, they're the only people who really consider even looking for it. I think your average person who doesn't have a concealed handgun license in Texas doesn't even notice these signs.
1: And that's not something common, or how would you say, well, I, I, it's hard to estimate, but in your feeling, your estimation, are there many people that have that extra permit, or is it relatively rare?
2: It's certain with the minority. Mm. Okay. And I, would- I would have to look up what percentage of people have them, but it's, it's not inexpensive. It takes a, a pretty good amount of time. Occasionally, there's a, there's a long backlog. I got one years ago. I don't, I don't carry myself anymore or anything like that. But, you know, mm. it, it is a hassle to get one. And the majority of people don't have one.
1: And you were saying people uh, now react to uh, the media stories about mass shootings, maybe in a different way than they did a, a few years before. Is that what you meant?
2: Well, I don't think anyone was ever excited about them. Um, right. That, that, you know, it's, it's always a tragedy, but I, I do think people are, are I, I don't want to speak for them, but I, I have a feeling that some people thought, oh, this first one or second one or isolated incidents or a, a small tweak in things will address the problem. But it, I think the perception I'm getting is that people feel like, okay, well, we tried some small approaches and nothing seems to be improving. So let's consider something else.
1: Okay. That's pretty interesting in, indeed. So maybe there is, at least in your in your view, and as always, this is always, you know, the, the person who's speaking is speaking from their own experience. So everyone's experience might be different, but um, you're thinking maybe there's a, a shift, a small shift starting to happen, um, given that what's been done until now maybe hasn't worked as well as people would have hoped. Um, sure. Um, what about you, Brian? What is your... Uh, what are your feelings about all of this and, and, you know, gun carrying around you and, and, um, the way people react to all of that, uh, in your environment? Well, most of the people in my area are,
3: uh, are the people I associate with, I guess, uh, are fairly pro gun. I have one friend who was fairly anti gun years ago and, uh, since he's lived here and stuff, he's now he's got, you know, he's got a couple of pistols, uh, you know, you know, he's got a AR and, you know, stuff. So he kind of turned around on it. Um, I think in my area, it's generally pro gun. Um, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but you know, most everyone it's pro gun. one, you know, the stores I see that have like, like have the no gun things. It's usually like maybe some kind of chain, big chain, national chain. So, um, but most stores don't have the sign. Um, it's just, uh, it's not a big deal. I mean, we've, we've had open carry, like in Nevada, it's called open carry. when you have it just on your hip so everyone can see,
1: we've had that for years. And it's just never been a big deal, you know. Um, so people consider and, it like it's not, it's not really, they don't consider it a problem.
3: No, it's not because it's it's not very common. I mean, some people do it, but not very many, you know. Um, really the only times I ever really do it is, um, well, when I'm working actually, but, um, but I'm, you know, private or whatever. I usually, if I, if I carry, it's usually concealed. Um, it's just that, uh, let's let me see. Um, but the open carry, it's just not common. It's just, you know, and then some people are a little obnoxious about it too.
1: You know, I just, you know, I'm like, get your concealed, just, you know, Mm. So, do you you, know. would you say you? How often do you encounter someone? Um, and this is Las Vegas, so it might be a little bit different from like the rest sure. of the country. But in general, uh, in your you know your last, I don't know, few years, once,
3: once every few months, maybe, maybe, you see
1: someone with <laughs> a, with a gun on their hip or open, whatever, carry, open yeah. carry, yeah, yeah. Um, so people are used to it, you would say. It's just like it's a it's a thing, and it's used to it. And you think people don't think it's a problem. Um, Those people like, aren't
3: the problem, right?
1: Yeah. Mm. It's, it's no, it's but I mean that, the sorry. idea that anyone can can get a well anyone again that's a, a another question, but that people can get a gun and open carry and all of that. Sure. People don't consider it this a problem.
3: No. Okay. Because that those, those people that do it, they're not committing the crimes. They're not, you know, it's just, they're just enthusiasts or maybe they were going out camping or, you know, something like that, you know,
1: mm.
3: they got a little, you know, they have a snake gun on their side. So,
1: Oh, there is such a thing as a snake gun. Well, that's what you just
3: call it. You know, oh, when you going okay. out uh, cause like when I grew up with my dad, my dad, always carried a gun when we went outdoors cause you just never knew. You know, mm. you might run across something or whatever, you know. And my dad had a hatred for rattlesnakes, so. <laughs> Understandable.
1: <laughs> um, how do you feel about automatic weapons uh, and how do, you, you know, do people in your environment feel? Because I think a, a big divide is in that category, right. like an automatic, I mean, semi, like. Semi- or maybe assault, automatic, like, ri- yeah, sorry, are, I'm not, I'm, I'm talking right. about actually uh, assault rifles, not just an automatic, like, a, a gun uh, that isn't a revolver, like uh, an assault rifle. A or mis- a semi-automatic. You know, semi-automatic, yeah.
3: Yeah, semi-automatic. Um, actually, like I said, most people in my area, you know, I don't see many problems with them, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, especially when you look at the actual stats, the number of crimes committed with, you know, a, just a rifle or preposterously low it's very low you know handguns by far use the most in crimes and you know that stat's been going down for years too um but it's i don't see it's like a big deal i mean we just i got a just down the road for me uh the county put in a range a new firing range shooting range a few years ago so people could go out and shoot their rifles and their pistols and their shotguns and you know it's um it's a real sporting culture here. Yeah, there's definitely people into it.
1: Okay, so lastly, how do people react to the um, to the massacres that we see, the school shootings? Um, how do people around you usually react to it? Well, nobody likes it, obviously. Clearly. I mean, yes, obviously. We're, I think if, if <laughs> anyone just, thinks, they, you know... Uh, I think yeah. the
3: problem, they, they want to see the problem. It, you know, they don't, I don't think they see it. I think if there was something reasonable there needs to be some kind of reasonable changes you know like like uh like i put my my note or whatever i think you know doing a better job of making sure mentally ill people don't get guns that they're on a list or like we had that uh that shooting at the church in texas that guy should have never been able to get one because he was supposed to have been put on a list for domestic violence but the air force didn't do it. You know, there's, there's some bureaucratic problems that need to be corrected. And like I said, and the, and that's part of the mentally ill thing because you got 50 States reporting 50 different ways. And, you know, I think, I think in my opinion, for me, I, I think we need
1: to, that needs to be improved, mm. you know, so, that, a so that's, yeah, that, <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one because I think you're probably the most gun friendly person I know. Um, and when we get out of the murky, you know, questions of, ah, oh, is this good or bad? Specifically, there's a sentiment that, okay, maybe some things need to be changed or tweaked at least, even yeah. amongst your peers and people who are gun sure. enthusiasts. Okay. Um, finally, Jeff, what about yourself? You wrote a, a really interesting um, uh, description of how people feel about the attitude towards guns in your, uh, in your environment. Can you tell us a little bit about all of that?
0: So when I grew up in rural Missouri, um, it seemed like every pickup truck had a gun rack, and more often than not, there were guns in the gun rack. I mean, it uh, just—it was a lot of farmers and that. Now, you would see gun racks in the pickup trucks for the students at the at the high school, but they wouldn't have guns there. But I remember those days. Yeah, I mean, it was just common. You you go up to the square to go shopping or whatever, and. You know windows were rolled down on the pickups, and guns were there, and it just wasn't a big deal um, so l- let me interrupt you for just a second.
1: There would be gun racks and guns in the gun racks often uh, and they would yeah. go shopping and they would leave the gun unattended in the gun rack, like in the parking lot yeah. how seriously okay
0: yeah wow. i mean look, I-, I lived in a town of eleven thousand i mean the the Walmart was way out at the other end of town, so it was still when you had the the town square and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and I mean you knew you know you knew all the cops names you know you know who the sh- you know the sheriff and all that was it was just a you know smaller community and it was just a you know I don't even call it Mayberry uh, you know just a a small town thing but it was mm. and you know so they would have deer season um and in uh Missouri so, you could so use a be rifle rifles so they would be hunting rifles they
1: yeah. would be hunting rifles it's not like a shotgun yeah. or right it's well, hunting, be right. both
0: Okay, yeah good yeah, well. yeah yeah three oh eight or you know thirty thirties or whatever and you know hunting was uh, excused absence for school so first day of deer season and man there was there was hardly anybody in school because hmm. everybody was out hunting and you know when you got you know when you're a farmer and that and you got deer eating your crops, you're allowed to shoot deer out of season um, just because of the damage that the the deer do to the you know To the crops or, you know, coyotes; those were free game. You can shoot those whenever, just because of the nuisance. Mm.
1: I'm going to interrupt you for another second. Do you feel like people arguing for stricter gun control also uh, would impede that part? Uh, You know, those activities like hunting and things like that. Because to me as i mentioned in france uh, hunt every well not everyone hunts but it's a very very common thing and no one has a problem with it well some people do but for other reasons (laughs) um but do you think like people feel oh my god they're going to take when they think they're going to come take our guns they think they're going to take come they're going to come take our hunting rifles
0: well you get um some people think that because you do have people that want to get rid of all of them now nowadays you know in those same small towns you don't see the the guns or the um, in the trucks or the or the racks or that anymore, just because you know people's cars get broken into and whatnot nowadays. So oh. that's it's not really as prevalent anymore. At least when I've when I've been back, mm, that's interesting. I don't see yeah. I, I don't see those anymore. But um, you know, I was at uh, a big uh, I was at Sam's Club. It's a big warehouse store uh, just over the weekend, and there was a, a dad there with uh, three kids, and uh, he had an open carry. You know, and it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, I don't see it that often. Uh, like you know, Brian said, you know, might see it, you know, once every you know few months, but I see it often enough where it's not a big thing. And I have, you know, it's it's rare, or I don't want to say it's rare. Not everyone has a concealed carry, but there's a enough of a percentage where it's not an uncommon thing for me where I live. Hmm. So how do you feel
1: about uh, well you I guess and the, the people around you about the same question those stories when they come out when they come up uh school shooting uh there well, is uh, yeah go ahead
0: yeah it's in the circles that I that I move in um, you know people want stuff done um it's just they a lot of it it, it, it Gun owners tend to say, you know, let's enforce the rules and regulations that we have. Um, like, there I mean, there's there's statutes, federal and state, where, you know, if you have mental illness, um, you know, that you can't own a gun. Or, you know, there's all sorts of different classifications of who can and cannot. And, you know, they wish that those were... Uh, enforced, enforced, enforced greater, where then you have people on the other side that just, you know, get rid of all of them, um, Mm. including the hunting, because you know, you know, we don't need to hunt for food anymore, going out in the woods and, you know, killing innocent animals is, you know, we're, Mm. we're above that and that kind of thing. And so part of it is, is culture. I think, um, there's a cultural difference between, you know, uh, People from certain areas of the country, as opposed to others, right?
1: Well, we don't need to dance around it. There's, there's a feeling that the Democrats want to take the guns. I, I mean, that's how I understood what yeah, you were saying, well, but and it's yeah, not necessarily well, it's, what
0: you think. But there's a sentiment yeah. that that. But it's 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 different. Say like uh, Democrats, yeah. maybe on the coast, as opposed to you know, Southern Democrats, or right. you know, I, th- I think more of it's it's a coastal versus interior type of argument.
1: Okay so do you feel like and do people around you feel like there's uh this this kind of uh alien culture like um, America being divided between the people who in the case of the gun issue specifically people don't really have a problem with guns and then there are the people on the coast that don't themselves don't need or want the guns and want to enforce this on on the people uh yeah yeah is that, yeah. is that fair? At least in the,
0: the circles that I'm in. I mean, mm. you can find, you know, I live in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and so there's a university there. So you'll get, you know, you know there's people in those circles that will, you know, have uh, more of the anti-gun stance. Mm. Um, just because of, now that's not saying everybody that's, that's at the university is that way. But, you know, stereotypically, mm. you'll have more. So...
1: So that that sentiment is applied to, I think, hunting rifles. We can understand that this. I mean, at least this panel would would think it's unreasonable to ban hunting rifles. Um, what about, as I asked uh, for Brian, things like automatic, like semi-automatic oh. AR-15s, things like that.
0: So um, I, I got a, I got a good friend of mine that competition shoots. Um, so he, he he does three gun shooting. So it's. Uh, rifle, shotgun, pistol. Um, They just classify as rifle. They don't say assault rifle. It's semi-automatic. And, you know, it's an enjoyable thing. I've seen the competitions and it's just, it's a thing I enjoy um, to watch. I don't own one. My uh, my oldest son does. um, And it's just fun to target shoot with it. Um, So I'm, I do think that there's there's more rules that they can do. Um, so I'm not adverse to it, but I don't think we need to eliminate them. Uh, no. I, because there's, there's any se- any semi-automatic weapon. It's the same thing with semi-automatic pistols. I mean, it's just how fast you can pull the trigger.
1: So, yeah, uh, sure. But I think it, it's also no question that, a, a, a semi-automatic rifle will do more damage than a semi-automatic pistol. Um, but so if, if someone was to, you know, when these conversations come up, I guess they sometimes do, there's no distinction between the set of, like, I don't know exactly. There wouldn't be a, a, an agreement to say we need stricter rules or laws for semi-automatic rifles than we do for pistols.
0: Yeah. Okay, I don't...
1: People wouldn't agree to have stricter laws for rifles than they do for pistols. Like, they they don't think it would be necessary. They should be treated the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, So I think we get a little bit of of an image of each of you guys' environment. Um, Let's talk about, I think, something that... uh, There was less division, I think, in these conversations than I might have expected but i think if we talk about how things should be handled i'm guessing we might um agree a lot more than than um we th- we would think let's take a few key points and see if we can um and if we if we end up being uh, in agreement on those i'm going to use uh parts of the questions that are uh, discussed on a an article in 538. Uh, I I can't remember if we mentioned it before we started recording or after. Um, But it's basically a collection of polls. There are many different polls covering different uh, demographics and uh, basically putting into light what people think about different statements about gun laws. They're divided between um, uh, GOP and Democrats. And sometimes they're quite far apart. But also, sometimes they're quite close together, and i 'm not going to use all of this. i'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can go check it out It's a really interesting article and again, it's not specifically five thirty eight that did the polling; they just gathered the data, so hopefully it's not you know skewed. but um, some of the questions, I think are right on what I wanted to discuss. So if we ask should uh, uh, the the minimum purchase age be raised to 21 for basically, let's say, all guns, um, which is one point we raised in the previous episode saying, you know, you can't um, uh, drink or whatever, vote in some countries for 21. Probably you shouldn't be able to own a gun. It seemed reasonable to us. What do you guys think? Should people be able to buy guns before they, they're 21? And maybe in some states, It's already not allowed, right? So um, we're talking about the ideal rule. What do you think should be allowed or not, regardless of how it's implemented in different parts of the the country or the world? Um, Minimum uh, minimum age to purchase a gun, 21, no matter what. What do you think, Jason?
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. Ryan? I like
3: it the way it is now. 18 for a rifle and 21 for pistol.
1: 18 for a rifle, you mean hunting rifle? Any rifle. Any rifle. So an AR-15, 18 is fine. A semi-automatic, yes. Okay, why, why is it 18 and 21 for pistol? Because it's more difficult to conceal, I guess.
3: Yeah. Also, okay. because, um, because of the hunting. Um, that plays into the 18 role also. Because you have a lot of hunters, young hunters, you know, kid hunters or younger people, I go hunting that that's where that comes from
1: sure i think i mean in france we have
3: kids be- <laughs> also the shooting competitions and all that stuff too
1: yeah sure uh, i mean in france we have kids younger than i guess 16 that start hunting with their parents um doesn't mean they can go and buy a gun themselves but i'm curious if we authorized you know 20, 18 for a hunting rifle and then 21 for for rifles that aren't made for hunting Unless you're uh, you're an athlete and you have a license with a you know uh, uh, something in your shooting, uh, in, well, in a
3: yeah. See so now you now you're getting into these classifications hmm. like what's what what you know because what people think you know a lot of times what they consider to be an assault rifle has to do with the way it looks, and um, like you can look at the pictures of like a Ruger Mini 14 versus you know like an AR-15 type rifle. And they'll, they'll look right at that AR-15 and go, oh, that's, that's, that's the, you know, that's the bad one. And they're both basically the same. You don't think it is? Huh? You don't think it is? I think people are bad.
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Really, Brian? Seriously? Like, (laughs) you don't think, so AR-15 and hunting rifle, you think should not be differentiated for purchasing age?
3: Hello? I would say no, not right now. Okay.
1: Um, um, all right. What yeah? I was gonna ask Jeff, what about you? Uh
0: I'm not so much I'm I'm fine with keeping it at eighteen, but I'm also uh, okay with raising uh, for doing a classification for certain weapons for twenty one.
1: Okay. So, so if we're I'm not, talking I'm not, about I'm not I'm not adverse to it. If we're talking about things like uh specifically differentiating hunting rifles and uh semi-automatic like rifles that aren't made for hunting like right. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's the question about uh, 21. Um, what about the background checks for all gun purchases? That's another another question which apparently most people agree in the US uh basically Defining the background check is probably a little bit different, you know, more of a conversation. Um, But having a background check for uh, before you can sell any kind of gun, are you for or against Jason? I'm for. Okay, Brian.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. It's they, they already happen. Now the only, the only area where they really don't happen is with um, private gun sales. Um, And they, they, tried passing a law in my state in Nevada so that to require private gun sale, you know, transfers or whatever you want to call it, Mm. um, uh, to get a background check, which I don't have a problem with. Um, it's unfortunately the, the law was written badly and, they said you had to get an FBI check, and they didn't talk to mm-hmm. the FBI before they passed a law, and the FBI said, no, we're not doing that. So,
1: But so <laughs> in principle, you would be – you think it would be necessary? Yeah, and, uh, I, I
3: want to make sure – I, I want to have – you know, I, I've sold guns before, um, but I've sold them to people I knew. Um, and I, yeah, wouldn't, but- I wouldn't mind having a, a re- resource available so I can make sure that I'm not selling a gun to some – you know, someone that shouldn't be getting one because I don't want, you know, I, right. I don't have a problem with that, you know.
1: Okay. So background checks, it seems we have two yeses. Uh, what about you, Jeff?
0: Yeah, I'm for background checks.
1: All right. So agreement there. Um, what about blocking gun sales to people with a history of mental il- illness? Again, that, ra- that, that uh, kind of creates the question of how do you make sure that you know whether or not the person has a history of mental, mental illness, which means, you know, what do we uh, uh, do with mental illness as well? But um, should we block all gun sales, period? Like if you have a history of mental illness, you cannot own a gun. Uh, What about you, Jason?
2: Yeah, I would say yes. But I'd I'd also like to add that this is where the implementation becomes really difficult because the only way to know if someone has uh, a history of mental illness is to make sure that they have a diagnosis, which... The majority of people who are committing these heinous acts don't have a diagnosis. Um, and even if you do get one, then there's medical privacy laws of, you know, sharing someone's personal medical details with other agencies. That's that's usually a hot topic. Um, mm. And then also, there, there just happens to be a pretty big stigma against mental illness in the United States. I, I don't know about the rest of the world, but it's, you know, it's not something commonly discussed here, and it could use some, some work and some improvement. And it's worth pointing out that I think statistically, you know, there's, there's many mental illnesses that you're more likely to be a victim of violent crime than to actually perpetrate one. And so it's important to realize that, you know, if someone has Asperger's disease or something like that, that they're not likely to be violent or they shouldn't be stigmatized any further than they already are by these kinds of discussions.
1: And do you think, in the case of gun ownership, that would be an issue for someone with like if we would say someone with Asperger's disease or some form of um uh you know they're on the spectrum of autism which asperger is a mild form of autism if i'm I'm sorry if i'm mis- misrepresenting the the illness but um if we were to say those those uh people that are diagnosed with this should not be able to purchase guns. That would, categ- you know, that would qualify as uh, stigmatizing them.
2: Um, I, I don't know. Maybe all I would say mm. is that this one seems to be a very easy one to point to and say, "Oh well, you know, it's it's crazy people. It's crazy people with guns that are the problem." And so, you know, me and my friends and all the people I know, we're okay. But it's mm. the crazy people, and it's really easy to say that. When, you know, some people you, that commit these crimes, you don't know that they have these problems or it wasn't commonly known. Some people you do, like this Parkland shooting, for example. But, um, but that's the issue, I think. It's, yes, obviously you're not going to
1: catch everyone, but if you know for, you know, some of them are preventable, then maybe if there's a way to prevent them, why wouldn't we? I guess it's the question that many people would ask.
2: No, I, I'm for it. I just, mm. I think the actual implementation of this one specifically, this isn't as easy as, you know, an age restriction. This right. one's going to be a little bit dip, more difficult to implement. And I, I personally feel like occasionally it's a scapegoat for a lot of people.
1: Okay. What about you, Brian?
3: Yeah, I, I, I think like what I told you in the email, I think there's definitely room for that. But like Jason, I think it's it's easy to say yes to that but it's it's called the implementation like i said it you got 50 different states and they're going to have 50 different ways of uh reporting the per people um having you know like my mom's mentally ill and uh dealing with that and seeing how you get people that they kind of don't want to do anything and you know i couldn't even get my they couldn't even they wouldn't even want to um to say legally that my mom is insane when she is, they, they were kind of refused to do it because it's too much of a hassle to do it. Um, those, like I said, I, keeping guns out of the mentally ill and like, then, okay, then which mental illness are we going to apply it to? And for how long? Well, depression. Well, okay. Depression. That sounds like a, you know, yes, but mm. people come out of it, mm. you know? Um, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's, it would take some thoughtful discussion to, to really kind of implement uh, okay. uh, good ideas on it. So,
1: But it seems what I'm hearing is uh, there are reservations about the implementation, but in principle, you're not opposed to Def- it. Oh, no, no, we definitely. I would say, like, I mean,
3: I, if you say saying you want to keep it out of schizophrenic's hands, I'd be like, yes. Okay. And, you, know, <laughs> right, right,
0: right. you know, there's definitely. Uh, be, you know.
1: Yeah. What about you, Jeff?
0: Yeah, yeah I'm for it. Mm-hmm. For it now you know there's you know you have a you know right to me- medical privacy but when i you know say if you had a mental illness and then you were denied a gun i don't think that you know it should show up to the retailer saying hey this person we're denying be- you know due to reason of you know mm-hmm. mental illness it would just be like when you get your credit card declined where it just says declined it doesn't give a reason right it just is if, if, if you know if you want to know why well you, you know, contact Whatever reporting agency mm. or authority is doing it, so that part of it I think would be easier. But yeah, there's there's minutiae, there's minutiae, all that stuff. Um, problem is, people don't want to take the time to you know do that. That it doesn't make for a good soundbite. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all right. So again, kind of an, an agreement there. And I, I I don't know how easily it would be implementable. But uh, what you're saying, like you just, it, it seems like a system where You you get someone's ID card when they buy a gun, it's required, and you check with some sort of governmental database, and it has to be federal, obviously, it has to be unified, um, and you see whether they are authorized to own a gun or not, and if they're not, then you can't sell it to them, and it would be required for private owners to also check somehow um, with that before they sell the gun privately to someone. Um, And they're responsible, you know, there's a license and you can transfer the license or whatever. It seems like we have kind of a a, a overall agreement, not on the details, but um, on most of those points. Let's keep going. And I think at this point, there's going to be less of an agreement. It's about um, uh, banning assault weapons and high capacity ammunition magazines. Um, So, as I mentioned, I think that would be reasonable to ban assault weapons. But we get into that conversation about... For what uses but I let's say unless you're using them for sporting purposes and you have a, a license with a sporting federation um where you're shooting for sports banning assault weapons i think brian you said you wouldn't be for it um but right. let, let's ask uh, jason banning assault weapons and let's throw in the high capacity ammunition mags in there as well should they be banned or not
2: um i i don't mind like an outright ban with exceptions. Like you said, you know, if, if you have, if you're a recreational shooter or you're a part of a sporting committee or something like that, then, or basically if there's a few exceptions, that's fine with me, but yeah. Yeah. So
1: then the, the onus becomes, well, I mean, the default position becomes, you can't have it unless you somehow have the authorization as opposed to, Now, for assault weapons, well, I mean, (laughs) I'm sure it's different in different states, but uh, not just now. Like, the situation that would be acceptable to you would be you can't have it unless you have the authorization, which is obviously the opposite of, well, you can't have it unless you shouldn't be having it. Um, Brian, what about you? Um, Yeah, I'd be against that. Okay, so you you wouldn't want to ban assault weapons?
3: No, because... uh we had a ban
1: before for ten
3: years, and and there was no statistic difference. The DOJ did a study after the it, the ban ended, and there was no statistical difference that they said the ban didn't make any difference at all in crime rates or anything like that. Uh, mm. Also, the one of the things that happened too with the ban, the uh, the rifle manufacturers uh, altered the appearance of their rifles so that they wouldn't be classified as a quote-unquote assault
1: rifle right so you can always dance around choking. yeah you can always dance around stuff but it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. and i think that is where one of the but that's uh, what you know you want to do
3: something that's effective though you know that's the thing and that's not effective but, you
1: know right but i understand but you what want you're to do saying something
3: just to do something no and it's I not get... just
1: to do something it's because it's <laughs> it's right what what I mean, if well, we put the exception. Let, you know, let, 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 let me ask you, Ryan. If there is an exception for, uh, and I'm sure you're going to have an answer for this, but if there is an exception for re- re- recreational, like sporting use, mm-hmm. um, what other reason is there to own assault weapons with high capa- capacity ammunition magazines? Why should someone own that?
3: Why should? Because yeah. they have the right to. <laughs> Okay. Well, I mean, I I, 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 have to say one of one of my thing, one of the things I find a little bit annoying to me is that mm. how how the Second Amendment, a Second Amendment is not given its due; that it's just kind of brushed off as a joke. Mm. It's the Second Amendment for a reason. It's right after the first one; it was done for a reason. So, and I think, but and I think people like you, Patrick, need to approach the approach the issue from that and and kind of respect the second amendment because i think a lot of times it's given short strip and it's it's just kind of like "Ah, uh you know whatever you know it's just kind of thrown off to the side Mm.
2: but are you are you suggesting that we should have you know regular people owning grenade launchers or fully automatic weapons well
3: first of all those aren't legal fully automatic weapons under a class three weapon. Oh, yep, I know. Yep, they're they're very not very specialized. But if, also, if grenade right. launch. Hold on. Grenade launchers. That's a destructive device. That's a $200. You know, that's, they're not even sold. And destructive devices carry a $200 per Thing,
1: uh, you know, no, piece, but Brian, uh, someone decided facts. these b- back when the Second Amendment was written, those mm-hmm. devices didn't exist. So at some point, someone right. decided those ones are too dangerous or too bad or too destructive or whatever, and those ones are okay. So it's not like it, the the Second Amendment is universal for every single type of weapon. So I I understand what you're saying about the Second Amendment, but it it seems like you're uh uh. You're applying this to, like, as a blanket, well, assault weapons are okay, but someone decided that. So it's not like it's a universal right. It's someone or a group or, you know, whatever, who decided which one is okay and which one isn't. So it doesn't seem incongruous to, to, to say, well, maybe these ones were badly classified. I'm not saying they should be. I mean, yes, I think they should be, but in the theoretical discussion they could be reconsidered and you're saying no they couldn't be reconsidered right does that make sense um well like i said i think it's something
3: i think it has to be approached you know in a certain way and i just i think a lot of times the rhetoric is just all about just get it right you know just get rid of it you know it's Mm. there's not much thought given to it and like i said i don't think there's a lot of respect given to the second amendment and like I said, I think that need people need to approach it that way. You know. Um Okay. It's, it's just No, go like, ahead. Oh well, like I said, you know, like I said, you want to take I mean, you have lo, you have, you know, you have millions of law abiding gun owners and now you're just no you're, one's disputing you're just that. Basically saying hold on, you're just basically saying we're gonna deprive you of your property. We wanna come and mm. you know, we wanna take those away from you.
1: <laughs> and it's th- funny, that issue
3: is not so easy, yeah. you know
1: it's funny that I mean, you, yeah but you 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 sort of um go into and this is not necessarily a criticism, but you go into the arguments that we hear um from i i think to me they seem almost like a caricature. But I think they are genuine from certain people. It's like, that's what you, you get to. It's, and that's what, how people feel. It's like, well, the Second Amendment is there for a reason. And it's a right that was given. And that is important. And you can't come and take my property. And that is something that doesn't resonate with me because of my background and, and environment. But I'm pretty sure it does resonate with, with some other people. But clearly, it does resonate with you, Brian. But, uh, well, with many people. Yeah, yeah, obviously, with you and, and many others. I just have a, a hard time. Uh, I think the the thing that is difficult for me is reconciling the damage that is caused by a certain state of things. And basically, people be willing to sacrifice the damage for what they consider their right. Um, and I think your argument would be, yeah, but the damage isn't as bad as you're, you think it is or as bad as you... Well you're saying it is europe you know a lot of the ma- when you look at it per capita
3: europe countries in europe have similar rates of mass shootings no no, no 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 no
1: no. i can't let you say that brian i'm sorry that's not the case <laughs> it, uh, per capita it is yes no it is not i we can we can start dishing out numbers but i it's i'm sorry that's just not true and also we don't have a why do weapons. you say that because it's the truth, because it's a fact. We don't have mass shootings, like school shootings. clown in... The what, sorry? clown Charlie Hebdo. Those are <laughs> tell- mass shootings, yes. Right? yes, do you know how many people died there? Right, anyway, like over okay. hundred in let's, let's, let's not, okay. Let's not get into that discussion, because it's going to be very, very long and different, and it's going to take us into another uh, area of that conversation, um, you don't want to ban assault weapons.
0: Not right now. Okay. So I think the the, the key yes, argument is assault weapons versus semi-automatic weapons, and when you, you say assault weapons, basically it's any semi-automatic rifle. It's I just it's that the up. ones that the AR-15 has a military look to it, so it gets classified as an assault weapon. But you can, but you know, there's any you know rate of fire for any semi-automatic is going to be, you know, within you know a certain range that's going to be fairly close. Um, I'm all for banning uh, high capacity mags, uh, the bump stock. So that it you know it increases the rate of fire, yeah. Go ahead and ban those. I, I got a friend of mine that owns one, and he's you know thinking about just going ahead and selling it because you know after the uh, Las Vegas shooting, uh, just because
1: you know he he's figures not comfortable he's going
0: owning to, it. No, he's comfortable owning it. He's guess go, it's going to get banned, and he's going to lose it. So he might as well mm. sell it and get his money. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have a problem with the bump stocks going. I, yeah. can
1: you explain what you you don't have a problem no i don't you you don't have a problem with them going with them being banned you right mean? getting banned no the, the bump stock for the people who don't know who might include myself uh it's basically magazines that have uh like the,
3: mm. the yeah go ahead no it's actually it's an attachment to the uh basically kind of like the shoulder stock and what it does is it it um you kind of like put your finger on a trigger you fire it and it it the the rifle moves um the recoil from, yeah from the recoil so and then it it's hits your finger your finger hits the trigger so you you increase your rate of fire but it's I, I don't like anyone that you know like i said it's it's fun i've shot automatic weapons um and they're fun uh when you're when you're shooting on someone else's dime but when that's my ammo uh, you know, it's not cheap, so yeah, it kind of loses its fun. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's,
0: I, that's really expensive. I mean, if you want to, if you want to <laughs> have, if you want to have, have high capacity ammo, then fine, have them out of range where you can rent the, you know, rent the magazine. You know, they, you have to you know, they hold your ID there's, or whatever millions like that. Of and then
3: so there's millions you're oh, never gonna okay. get rid of them. There's
0: millions Absolutely. of them out sure. There. I understand they tried getting that.
3: rid of them before, and of course, yeah,
0: they didn't but, make any difference. Okay, but you know, but through time. No, it'll go down.
2: No, I agree with Jeff. I used to say the same thing about smoking prevalence that Mm. everyone smokes and they're they're addicted and it can't be stopped. Um, And I I mean, it will take a really long time generations, but I don't think that's a good excuse to just say we're not going to do anything.
0: You can barely it. It's it's, it's like it's like over 50 years. it's like saying in Europe, well, oh, you know, there's millions and millions of bombs that are, you know, pounds of bombs that are still left from World War II. We're never going to get rid of them. So why even go look for them? Still, hmm.
1: so, it's, no. Un- unsurprisingly, <laughs> I'm more with Jeff and Jason on that. But I understand Brian,
2: you're, <laughs> you're
0: surprised.
2: Yeah. just to explain my perspective on sure. this. Is you know, I I have a gun, and and I'm not anti-gun. I mean, I think that's pretty clear, but. You know, a restriction that we've been discussing wouldn't particularly impact me. Um, mm. If I want to go and shoot really, really fast, some really exotic things, I can go do that. You can go to a gun range today rent and one. rent a fully automatic, I mean, a straight-up machine gun. Mm. Again, if you're shooting on someone else's dime, hopefully, <laughs> um, because ammunition is really expensive. But um you know, these things aren't a practical restriction to me. I can still go do it for fun wherever I want. If I decided I was going to sports shoot or get involved with an organization like that or something, just like getting a handgun license to carry it. I, You know, it's it's an avenue. It's just an additional hurdle that reduces the prevalence and uh, um, just it, it stops making so light of mm. a casual thing.
1: Mm. Um. I think the last question is going to get all of us back together, Um, and I think it's... Not me. Oh, yes, 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 it will, (laughs) it will, it will. will. Because the last question is, um, should we outlaw all guns, period? No question, just all guns should be outlawed. Jason.
2: Jason. No, and I, I usually feel like that's a red herring anyway. Yes, I, obviously. It's so, there's so little support for it. I think the poll that you're looking at says like 10%. I mean, it's right. it's so poorly supported that I don't think it's something that should even be brought up.
1: I don't know. I think, you know, I, maybe that's my impression, but I think that some people think, um, oh, well, so they want to outlaw all the guns. And that's, as you're saying, it's it's not something real sure some people think that but there is no significant support i think for um outlawing all the guns so i think it's worth mentioning just to make sure that we're all on the same page that no one wants to outlaw all the guns we're talking about as we said today i think overall we've um come to a lot of agreements even with ryan Um, maybe not a lot, but some agreements, even with Brian, a lot between the three of us and then Brian, (laughs) some, Um, but no one is saying we should outlaw all the guns, right? Brian, Jeff, no one's saying that. No. I feel like
2: it's often brought up by the NRA to drive gun sales. All it does is drive more gun sales because people panic.
1: Mm. Do do you think that's, that's accurate, Brian?
3: Oh, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> jeff like, what yeah, Any, gun sales anytime. went through the roof mm.
2: yeah i was gonna say i just saw a thing saying that in, in general really republican it. administrations <laughs> have poorer gun sales because people aren't afraid that someone's going to take your guns
1: mm. okay
0: uh, jeff you were saying something well i was just basically going to reiterate what they said
1: mm. so okay so basically that's something brought up by people who want to sell guns that get gun sales through the roof brian you were confirming as well
3: yeah yeah that's like i know a lot i knew people that were kind of riled up oh obama's gonna take our guns away and i'm i was kind of like well like how like he hasn't said anything <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, it's not gonna happen mm. you know but well you know All the right. one thing you didn't ask me yeah uh, um is this like if you want to talk about the semi automatic rifles or anything, uh, you, didn't, you should ask, like, do you think we should have another extra tax on them? And that's something mm-hmm. I, I think we could consider because I think price does, you know, make a difference. You know, mm-hmm. it can keep it out of, you know, and you don't want them to because that shit's expensive.
0: They you know. have sin taxes on cigarettes and alcohol. I don't see yeah, an issue well, with, that's, with guns either. You know, well, I mean, well, they do for guns. There's actually
3: there's actually a tax on guns and ammunition, which has been funding our our wildlife areas for many years. Many hundreds of millions of dollars have gone to uh, protecting our wildlife, uh, and has come from gun and ammunition
1: sales. So you would you would be um, you would propose some different tax rate or increased tax rate for maybe some types of weapons or um. That- that seems a little more reasonable. That's something I can think of. I'm like, and I, like I
3: said, if you start and and the thing is, I I don't know, uh, guns are not cheap. Um, you know, they're at least a few hundred dollars, uh, if not going more like,
1: well, the guns I have are more than, you know, than that. So, Mm. um, okay. Um, so we're going to bring the show to close fairly soon. I'm almost afraid to ask the question. Um, I'm going to anyway, though, just for the hell of it. Um, there's another question about arming teachers. Which uh, would you be in favor of arming teachers, Jason?
2: No, I think that just opens the door to more problems than it would help.
1: Okay, uh,
3: Brian. Uh, it would depend. It would On depend. What? I think. Well, I think. I think there are some areas of the of the U.S. Uh, like a rural areas that have small uh, sheriff's departments something like that um okay. where they don't have the resources where you'd have like a in a city I, I could see some kind of you know uh good training program for teachers to be able to you know to be armed in the in the school uh that seems a little more reasonable you know okay uh, i'm the big city teachers you know it, i think that's all going to have to be up to them okay. But like i said there are there is legitimate reasons like i said for I mean, you got areas of the country where, I mean, uh, the nearest cop is like, at least, you know, half hour away or so. Okay, so.
0: that's... Okay, uh, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm against it. I think it's... Mm. I think them bringing it up is just... Uh, the politicians that do that are just trying to... Mm. Office, or they're just trying to divert the conversation. So, okay. I'm, I'm not for it.
1: All right, so that's another area where um, we have almost agreement um in but brian is arguing in some cases where the the closest cop is pretty far away it might i think those cases would be so limited though that i'm not even sure well that's what
3: i'm saying it's 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 a small you know also i i think we we do need to improve school security you know the way our schools are built the way you know Mm. we secure them for the kids
1: i don't know you know the the things i i the image i have which might not be the you know uh, uh very accurate but the the metal detectors at school entrances and things like that it seems like you're a- as all right another conversation for another day i think overall we got a fairly um interesting and i hope accurate look at how you know some and maybe many of the gun owners uh in the US look at this issue and Again, even in the cases where we disagree, the thing I take away from it, and I thought that was how this conversation was going to go. So I'm pleased to see it it actually did. But the thing I'm taking away from it is mostly people agree on many things. There are things that we wouldn't agree on and some question I didn't ask because I, I actually, we all know that we weren't going to agree on. Um, Although, maybe not that many in the end. Um, But overall, I think the image that we have in the media and in Europe, as we said uh, last episode, it's an image that is of much greater division and antagonism than the conversation we had here. And of course, it's a specific kind of welcoming safe space, right? I'm sure the, the... The right side of the aisle loves that word. It's a safe space for uh, Republicans to express or conservatives to express their opinions. Um, But still, if people were actually talking about things at a table, having a beer, discussing these issues, there are many things that could be agreed upon and that could be implemented. Now, maybe the actual issue is... Politicians being paid off by this or that organizations and not willing to do this or that. Brian, you're. It seems you're
0: well, saying. Well, I,
3: I think I, I think like when they talk about the money in the NRA, I think it's vastly overestimated. Uh, you know, uh, the, the, whatever you want to say, the power of the NRA is that the people that are in the NRA a, a vote that issue. That's where. That's what it is. It's, it's right, not. Right. It's not money. Yeah, donation. but donations it's 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 that the the people vote i mean they vote hard on that issue
1: yeah but brian even yourself are i think as i mentioned the, the person who is the most uh for advocating for gun rights that i know and i i suspect you are in the um you know in the in the the category of people in the u.s that are probably the most for that but even you are agreeing not that really. there are some well okay, but let's not you know there are there are crazies <laughs> everywhere but um, but there there are some changes that you think would be beneficial, and other people that Certainly. are also gun owners Definitely. are saying, yes, there are these and these things that we can do, and yet they are Certainly. not being implemented so if when I'm asking why is that, it seems like uh it's on the politicians' part and why is that? Then there's, that's a whole it's, other it, conversation. It, is not, it's not,
3: it doesn't snag the soundbite. Sound it's a... Because when you get down to it, it's a multi-faceted issue that would sure, actually... Sure. T- that takes thoughtfulness and uh, reasonableness and, to, and to, to arrive at an actual kind of effective solution, or at least, you know, part solution.
1: I, I don't... You know? I mean, yeah, Lord knows the, the politicians can't think about stuff those good-for-nothing <laughs> them.
0: Um all they can think about is the next election.
1: True. Yeah. yeah. I I liked what what. Uh, well, anyway, okay. That's how to fix it. Let's say we'll we'll save this for another episode where we save the world. At least I think in this episode we managed to um, find a lot of common ground and the 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 idea of reasonable gun reform as an idea doesn't seem that complicated or foreign even with because you're all gun owners and you know or have been gun owners and you are in in the uh pro gun part of the the spectrum so the fact that we can have this discussion is i think important and the fact that uh other avenues are not managing to have that conversation in that way is a real shame and the real problem i think and i don't understand maybe the yeah, disbelief partially. shifts to why is that not happening elsewhere so if you know it's a freaking small little podcast with with just people discussing quite maybe that's the thing we're discussing it quietly with no need right. for more clicks and more um
0: exposure. there's no winners
1: or losers yeah i guess yeah we're
3: not and that's, and that's not what politics up, is you're not doing a clickbait stuff you know
1: and you know how i'm managing to do a not clickbait stuff because people are subscribing to patreon that's right you can help the show
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's good hey what's uh what's the gun situation in uh finland
1: uh lots of people have guns um it's hunting uh mostly but lots of people have guns first of all because we need to defend against the uh, russians if they ever show up but you know it was uh,
3: it, you know uh two days ago it was the anniversary of the of the finnish surrender to the hey, to the russians don't use that word in 1940
1: i don't think the i don't Winter think that's War. the word we, we we use here or the ceasefire <laughs> i'm sorry the ceasefire <laughs> uh, but yeah there i mean there were tons and tons of guns and there's a problem with uh, uh, alcoholism as well, which led to other... I mean, they they, they clean things up in Finland, but there's still right. lots of guns and lots of hunting. And that's not right. the case. You know, I talked about France. I'm talking about Finland. In Switzerland, every person has to Royal, have a rifle, huh? right? right. And, They're all in the army. Yeah. And and there's... I mean, there are lots of examples of, of people... So it's not about... I, I'm getting back to that point, and I don't want to launch the whole conversation again, but it's not about... You know, removing all the guns. It's about choosing which guns are okay to own and which ones should probably be more regulated.
0: Which I think a better differential is uh, gun violence versus mass shootings, because there's there's, Mm. it's two different two different things.
1: Sure, sure. And so, and and then we start wondering why the mass shootings happen in in the U.S. and mm -hmm. elsewhere, and. Then we talk about mental illness and the way it's handled and health care and, uh, and guns as well play into this. And I, I think ultimately the issue becomes it's super complicated and not one thing will be a magic fix. But again, it, it sort of jumps into that doesn't mean nothing should be done, which is a point Jason was making earlier and which I Correct. wholeheartedly agree with. But um, All right, let's end the show on that wonderfully hopeful note that we should do stuff and uh give each one of you guys the opportunity to tell people where you do you have like twitter accounts or websites or something that you um that you want to talk about for people to follow you or find you on the internet um i don't know if if any of you do but jason
2: what about you sure you could reach me at at jason chisler c-h-i-s-l-e-r
1: jason chisler on the twitter what about you jeff
0: no i don't i don't do any of that i i barely have time for the things i do okay
1: <laughs> that's fair enough that's fair enough um and brian i'm on twitter at at
3: hess b-h-e-s-s uh you can find me on there anytime
1: excellent we'll uh we'll have the link in the show notes. And of course, as I mentioned, the Phileas Club is supported on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the Phileas sh- Club. The link will also be in the show notes. Um, if you want to support this kind of thing and this kind of, I know it's not sexy. I know it's not, you know, clickbaity. It's not the, the thing you'll see on BuzzFeed or shared a million times on Twitter. But I think it's valuable. I think for some people, there is uh, uh, interesting stuff to get, to be gleaned out of these conversations. And I hope if you're listening, I hope you think so too. And if you do, then I will happily take your dollars, dear sir or madam. So go to the (laughs) patreon.com slash the Fetus Club and consider giving me a, the equivalent of a coffee or a beer or something uh, for each episode published, because I'll take that money and use it to buy food for my child. Do you want my child to go unfed no it's fine don't worry it's fine it's i don't need the money for the kid i'll still take it though so patreon.com slash the club thank you very much for listening i'm also not patrick on twitter and facebook and we'll be back in about a couple of weeks i hope for a regular episode uh and that's it thanks everyone we'll talk bye. to you then bye bye
2: bye
0: first 10 amendments are the bill of rights and it's, you know, the rights that were guaranteed that the government can't take away from you because that was the whole whole point. So if you, if you get rid of the second, then, you know, what's going to stop? Well, I think you you can approach the issue better.
3: Yeah. I think you can approach, if you, if you have that in mind, regardless who you are, or where you are, if if you see it from that perspective uh, and approach the issue from that perspective, I think you have an, you can have an easier time, uh, approaching the issue and maybe, you know, coming up with better solutions, you know, more effective ways to do things, you
1: know. Yeah, I'm not sure how it helps the solutions. Maybe it does, but it certainly helps understanding where people are. Because I hope that's something I, I, uh, uh, I expressed in the show. I definitely disagree with the way you're portraying it. But I understand that many people think that, feel that way. And that's okay, important what way, to acknowledge. What portray? Well. I don't understand. Sorry,
3: the way I portray the Second Amendment, or what was?
1: Yeah, the the I mean, what you said—the fact that it's a you know, it's essentially a God-given right that you have to own guns—and well, you get into the whole conversation about what the intent of the Second Amendment was and what this the situation of weapons was when it was written. I think that's an important part thing to take into account. It's in, right? It's in,
3: it's it's interesting, but you can also, but like I said, you know, I can. You can look at it, but the the thing is, uh, recent SCOTUS cases, you know, Heller, McDonald, they have all re reaffir- reaff- have a, reaffirmed that right. So
1: yeah, but as Jason you know, you can, said, you, you can can't... debate
3: you can debate about it. You, you to make that uh, substantive change, you'll have to get a repeal the amendment. And no, good luck sure. On that. Hey, you listen,
1: <laughs> as Jason said, there are some types of weapons that are not legal to own. And we're, no one is saying that you know we should get rid of the Second Amendment, but classifying different types of weapon, I don't think is something that is becomes prohibited by the existence of the Second Amendment because it already just, isn't, right?
0: Yeah, I just think that using the term assault weapon is mm. is a way to yeah, it's a, it's it's way to muddy the waters on the argument mm. because it's it's a semi it's a semi-automatic rifle. Right. Right. And and, you know, so it's it, both sides do it. I mean, I, I've been getting in arguments with friends of mine on Facebook. They post these stupid quotes, you know, supposedly from George Washington or mm-hmm. whoever. And I've, <laughs> I've spent way too much time researching whether that is a quote or not. And I'm just like, right. guys, stop it. It's just Russians. <laughs> any, <laughs> maybe, any trolls you know, on Facebook is just Russians. It's just so Russians. Just stop that- it.
1: I think I think a better way of approaching it. Maybe we should have done this. By the way, I hope it's okay. I, I might include this at, in the post-show um, this conversation, but um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, but I think I think a better way of doing it is thinking of which weapons uh, you know are considered, let's say, for lack of a better term, war weapons like grenade launchers, and which aren't, and <laughs> and changing the classifications on those. Um, might be a better way of approaching it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it isn't. And not specifically saying assault weapons, which, as you have mentioned, doesn't really have a clear definition. So correct. Yeah. Well, like yeah,
2: I said, I, right. I, I we already I, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jason. Uh, we already have um, you know limits on on a number of rights. Right? You, there's times you have to get a permit for a certain speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater. There's already certain gun laws that require a license before you can engage in them. There's already certain guns that aren't allowed. So I think substantively we're already, we live in this world yeah. already. It it already happens. It's mm-hmm. just maybe time but, for an update or a revision. You're, you're, it goes back for me. It goes back
3: to think you're not going to get rid of them. You had, we had the ban for 10 years and it didn't do anything. Um, one of the things too, which gets I,
1: back I, to, I, uh, go ahead.
3: Well, I, well yeah, doesn't mean to, I'm make a real quick point. Uh I read I I read part of this book called AK47. This guy did a book about the AK47 and you would not believe it but I found it very interesting that in Afghanistan um they bury those their guns. They 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 no, you know they're people Brian, I, I'm just saying Hold on well, hold on hold on. I'm just saying you're not going to get rid of them because they bury them and they dig them back up later. I mean I'm just saying you're not going to get rid of them. And like I said, I think a better way, uh, I think a tax might be a better way to go than a, like right. an action ban.
0: Well, you know. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't think this is a reasonable argument.
3: But oh, I then only
0: things. the privileged will have guns.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guns
0: There'll for the 1%. Millions.
3: Well, that's the thing. There's 300 million guns out there. You, you can say you're going to do a ban, and it's not going to no, be a ban. Hey,
1: Brian, you know? no one's talking about doing a, a, like a, complete like when you're saying you're saying it's going to be a ban it's no no i'm ban. not
3: saying it's a full ban i'm just saying oh, even, like a, even, even even like on a you know the semi-automatic rifles they're still going to be out there they're and still as, going to be sold and as jason said
1: and as many people have said very reasonably obviously it's not going to make them disappear from one day to the next it's going to take generations yeah. but the fact that they're not uh, uh, gonna disappear isn't a good enough reason for it not to do anything about it. And yeah. anyway, we're we're rehashing that, now, so I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, like you know, Tennessee already has laws on the books about the uh, mentally ill not being able to have guns. Mm-hmm. The question is, how do you know when somebody's mentally ill? So it's the government getting information on your personal medical records is privacy stuff. Yeah. And how is there? How is that a? You know, how do you balance that? Hey, one listen. of the things I mentioned:
2: oh, yeah, go ahead. Jason. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna go ahead. say one of the things I mentioned to Patrick in an email, and this is probably something we definitely wanted to avoid for this show, but I think everyone on the show can agree that you know mentally sound people who have you know a reasonable living and you know a cheery outlook don't commit any acts of violence, whether with a gun, a car, a bomb, or anything, and so restricting yeah. things helps prevent these things, but the truth is, until there's, you know, adequate avenues for people to get regularly checked for problems to prevent mental, you know, mental illness getting out of control, and, you know, people living in squalor and destitution—
1: so what I'm hearing is that intervention of your,
3: before it becomes a problem. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. What, what what I'm hearing um, all of you advocating for is more healthcare. So thank you everyone. That is what oh. we <laughs> for the show and, and, and mental uh, health. Definitely. We <laughs> understand health, that, that the conclusion be. is that uh, government Patrick. Patrick yes. wins. <laughs> government regulated, uh, mandated healthcare and uh, impose on everyone forever. Thank you everyone. That will be we'll the entire show. Yeah. <laughs>